Merry Christmas. It is a delight to be with you. For our guests and visitors, I'm Pastor Mike Toomey. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope. And also a special greeting to those of you who are worshiping with us online on this particular Christmas Eve. Thank you so much for worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus with us. Let's continue with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent your son Jesus to live with us, to be with us. Heavenly Father, as we come to celebrate and to think about it, as we come to give you thanks and praise for his incarnation, be with us in the power of your Holy Spirit so that we would be drawn to your heart and that we can rejoice in knowing that you are with us in and through all things, making everyone new. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people said, there was a bunch of seminary students discussing what it meant for Jesus to be present with us in our pain. And one of the seminary students was rather smug and asked this bold question. He, he, he asked, does Jesus being with us really matter? Without hesitation, a normally methodic and grizzled seminary professor, he responded very faithfully and he said, yes! I got a confession to make. I was that smug seminary student. And I'm glad I asked it. Maybe not in the tone upon which I asked it, but I'm glad that I got the response I did from my professor because I have found it to be so true that the presence of Jesus changes everything. I have found this in my experience in grief and tragedy and sickness and in pain, both in my own personal life and with walking with many of you, that the presence of Jesus, God with us, makes all the difference. Not just some difference, but his presence can and will change everything. Of all the places of the world, and in all the nights to which this were to happen, it begins in that first Christmas in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is just a small village, six miles away from Jerusalem. It's claim to fame. It's really only claim to fame was that it was David's hometown, King David's hometown, and where he was anointed to become king. But in the centuries that have since passed, merely just become a place where sheep were raised for the sacrificial slaughter in Jerusalem. Here, in the very ordinary, and dare I say, and please excuse me when I do, say mundane village, a miracle beyond human comprehension comes to pass. Here in the city of David, the majesty of God rests in a manger. Here in the manger, the very divine nature of God fully dwells in human flesh. Here in a baby named Jesus. I know I've felt this. I've felt this in my life, and I've heard you folks say this time and time again. All too often in life, we feel small and we feel insignificant, and we feel forgotten. A playwright um, uh, by the name of Thornton Wilder, he picks up on that feeling that so many of us have. He picks up on that feeling in a, in a play called Our Town. And one of his characters, Rebecca, says to another character, George, these words, I never told you 
about that letter Jane Crawford got from her minister when she was sick. On the envelope, the address was like this, Jane Crawford, the Crawford Farm, Grover's Corners, Sutton County, New Hampshire, United States of America, continent of North Dakota, of North America, the Western Hemisphere, the Earth, the solar system, the universe, the mind of God. What Wilder was trying to tell you and me was this truth, you matter. And that truth is exposed even deeper and even more meaningfully in the scripture text that you heard read before you today and told by our children. You matter to the very heart and mind of God. You matter so much that his majesty came to rest in a manger. Did you hear that? God the God of the universe, the God who created all that there is, the sun and the moon and the stars, the heavens and the earth, the one who created your ancestors of old and who has in mind your descendants yet to come, the God who made even you lives with us fully in Jesus. We do not have a God who is far off and distant and aloof, sitting on some mountaintop, but this is God who is with us, even in the mundane, even in the ordinary. And as Jesus' story unfolds, you will see the love of God in all that Jesus does. C.S. Lewis wrote these words about the majesty of the incarnation in a work called Miracles. He said this, the central miracle asserted by Christians is the incarnation. Every other miracle prepares for this or exhibits this or results from this. In other words, we believe that everything that happened before Jesus found in the Holy Scriptures ends up pointing to Jesus. And it points to the salvation that Jesus brought through his cross and empty tomb. And it was his birth, his incarnation, it was Christmas that made this all possible. Martin Luther, one of the great reformers of the church, he delighted in the incarnation with these words, Jesus Christ condescends to assume my flesh and blood. Did you hear how personal this gets Hear it again. Jesus Christ condescends to assume my flesh and blood, my body and soul. He does not become an angel or another magnificent creature. He becomes man. He becomes man, and this is a token of God's mercy to wretched human beings that the human heart cannot grasp or understand, let alone express it. The incarnation, Christmas, God with us, Emmanuel. Christmas will move us from being bound to the pain and death of this world and into the grace and mercy of God who overcomes, repairs, and restores you and me to joy and life eternal. The early Christian church, they sang songs about this. One of those songs, it's written in the Bible. It's in Philippians in the second chapter. You and I, we sang a song very similar to this about the incarnation happening. Hear how the early church sang about it. Christ being in the very nature of God did not 
consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in in human likeness and being bound in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. God with us. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father God in Jesus is with us with you and with me And he's not just with us in the joys and the pleasures of life, but also, and even more importantly, he is with us in the hurt and the pain of this sin-plagued world right up to and through death itself and even to the very gates of hell. Our God is with us. And because he is with us, because the majesty of God meets us in the mundane, we, you and me, get to be with him in the holy and the magnificence of God's love forever. Does Jesus being with us really matter? Yes, indeed it does. Eternally so. And that makes a difference right here, right now, no matter what you are going through. Early on in my professional ministry, I didn't yet know my entire congregation out in the little town I was at. And and one afternoon, I I had missed lunch, and so I made my way to uh, Doc's Cafe in hopes of a a cheeseburger, a bacon cheeseburger, fries. And I walked through the door, and there I saw two, two women. And I, I knew they were members of my congregation. I didn't yet know them by name, but they knew me, and they signaled me to come on over and to sit down with them. And I, I sat down at that table, and although I came there for a cheeseburger, I was fed with a meal that still satisfies today. I sat across from the table from Jeanette. Her head was crowned with silver hair. And you can tell she had spent many hours working because her hands showed decades of use. Her heart beat for Jesus. Her eyes were deep pools of wisdom. And you could see lines on her face that were created through laughter and many tears. And she told me much of her life story. She told me about what it was like raising children. She told me about her beloved husband and the pain it caused her when she became a widow. She spoke about her cancer journey and how through all of these joys and pain, she felt the very presence of God with her. It was like she was a walking Christmas tree. There there was all sorts of God with us in her story. And as she said this, she said, these are the words that I found in the Holy Scriptures that told me that God is with me at all times and through all things. And she began to say these by memory. 
God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. She was deep within the Psalms. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God and a holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. She said those words with great faith. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and he shatters the spear and he burns the shields with fire. She said, these are the words that have helped me through everything. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. And the God of Jacob is our fortress. She taught me what it meant to live out Christmas each and every day of your life through the highs and lows of life. For the Lord Almighty is with us, Emmanuel. His majesty, it meets us in a manger. His holiness inhabits the mundane. This week, the holiness of God infiltrated the mundane in Fargo. I saw God's Holy Spirit working through the ordinary lives and days of the members of Hope Lutheran Church. I saw God working and becoming incarnate through you folks meeting people who are living on the margins of life, meeting their needs in the name of Jesus to make life better. And folks, it it looked like this, <laughs> a box filled with food, given away to one family after another, all in the name of Jesus, so that families on this week would have a meal, or more than a meal, where they could eat throughout the week because of Christ's love moving in you and through you. It wasn't just a box of food either. It was parents who didn't have the capacity to give their children a gift. And walking through here and receiving gifts said, you folks provide it. Amazing to see this. What a joy that God's Holy Spirit works through you, works through the ordinary things that we do in life. 1,100 children received a gift because of you. More than $30,000 was raised to feed more than 900 families. Yes, it is a joy, it's a delight to know that indeed God is with us through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is working in us and through us in the ordinary mundane time and days of life. One of the truths that we teach in our adult, uh, our adult education called Alpha is this. Uh, here's one of the truths that we teach, that long ago the Holy Spirit came upon a few people at specific times. In other words, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit was a rare occurrence. 
But what we believe today is that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, gives us his Holy Spirit so that the very presence of God comes upon all believers at all times and in every place. In other words, his majesty is in your ordinary. And that is making all the difference. Let me tell you this. Christmas is for each and every one of you. The incarnation is for each and every one of you. Emmanuel is for each and every one of you. No matter how small and insignificant, no matter how much pain you are going through, Christmas and its promise is for you. It's for the addict. Whether you're addicted to drugs or alcohol or something else, Christmas is for you. And the God who makes a promise is begging you to take your addiction away. That you might turn it over to him. Christmas is for those who are alienated from those they love for whatever reason. Whether it's a separation physically or whether it's because of a divorce. Christmas is for you so that you know that you are not alone. Christmas is for those of you struggling with work who might be unemployed to know this, that you have purpose. Christmas is for those who are hungry and homeless to know that there are people who will feed you and house you in Jesus' name. Christmas is for the person who has received a diagnosis of impending death to know this, that the doctor's prognosis is much less than the promise of God that promises you life everlasting. Christmas is for those of you who are grieving to know that there is hope. Christmas is for the depressed and the anxious to know that there is love and connection and peace here on this side of heaven. Christmas is for those who are, is for the burdened sinner to know that there is forgiveness and new starts. Christmas is for all of us living under the threat of the old to know that God is making all things, all people, you, you and you, 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 you folks, even in the balcony and at home, that God is making you new. Jesus being with us, the majesty in a manger, God's holiness in our mundane, Emmanuel makes all the difference right here, right now, and forevermore. Amen. Would you pray with me? God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for Christmas, for your, your incarnation, for your miracle that starts it all and brings us salvation through your cross and through your resurrection. Heavenly Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to believe and hold on to this promise as you are already holding on to us. Help us to live this out each and every day of our lives so that Christmas and your love might be made known to the ends of the earth. This we pray in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.